Well, if you hadn't figured it out, on this second Sunday of Advent, we turn our attention to the peace of Christ. And as we thumb through the Scripture, we learn that it is that peace, God tells us, that passes our understanding. And the truth is, we may not understand it, but we know it when we have it. Amen? And we know it when we see it. And just this week, right here at Tapestry, uh, I have seen his peace uh, invade the most challenging of circumstances. The, the, the tangible presence of Jesus in the midst of tragedy. And I can't tell you how many times over 27 years of ministry I have seen that very thing. That the tangible peace of Christ enter into a tragic situation and, and, and bring about in those who are involved in it a stillness and a trust that is absolutely inexplicable. His peace where there are no words and there is no understanding. God's peace has no price tag. It is a gift that you cannot buy. A gift words cannot describe, a gift not dependent on our circumstance or our situation. In other words, as we look to Him in the midst of it all, He somehow overwhelms our why with the whisper of His peace. Let me ask you something this morning. Where do you need to pause today to listen for the whisper of His peace? In the stillness of the moment, which we get so few this time of the year, listen for the whisper of His peace. It doesn't have to be a tragedy. It doesn't have to be a heartache. It may just be the pressure so many people feel at Christmas time. What is supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year often turns into the most worrisome time of the year. Our calendars become fuller. Our wallets become emptier. And as the pace quickens, if we're not careful, God's promised peace will elude us. I ran into a survey just this week. It was uh, done by Lending Tree, I believe, um, that, that said 61% of Americans this year are dreading the holidays. That's well over half. Six out of ten folks are dreading the holidays. And it was primarily due to the financial burden that the season brings. Kim and I went to see a Christmas carol. Friday night uh, down at uh, the Shakespeare Tavern, our own Mark Schroeder um, is Bob Cratchit, right? Mark played Bob and uh, did a phenomenal job, just a great play. And uh, I would encourage everybody to go down there, support Mark and just see that, just to kind of get the season kicked off. And I say that to say this, that uh, at risk of, of being a Scrooge, I think we need to pay attention to these types of statistics and acknowledge them. 
The survey cites guilt is one of the biggest reasons that Americans overspend during the holidays, with 76% saying they feel pressured to buy gifts for their loved ones. One in three reported losing sleep over thinking about how they'll pay for the holidays, including over half of the millennials and the parents that were polled. And even with that extra spending, listen to this, 70% of parents with young children said they feared disappointing their children this Christmas. And I think we've lost perspective on what a gift truly is. I would venture to say that those statistics are similar, not just for those who aren't following Christ, but also for those of us who do follow Christ. It's as if so much of what we've built into Christmas culturally serves to actually undermine the true meaning of it. Imagine that. Instead of resting in His peace, we race at the world's pace. Instead of celebrating God's gift that costs us nothing, the forgiveness that we find in Christ. We spend money we don't have on children we're afraid to disappoint. Lord, help us. And it's so easy just to fall in lockstep with the culture on this thing, these things. It takes so much to step out of that and truly hold on to the peace that Christ is offering us. Not just at Christmas, but in us year-round for those who place their trust in Him. The peace of Christ has no price tag. It is a gift you cannot buy. And I'm here to tell you this morning with Christmas just 17 days away. Y'all notice we're on this countdown. 17 days away. Man, no matter how many perfect presents we have under our trees, if we miss His peace, we miss Christmas. If we're not passing that peace and a deeper understanding of who Jesus is and why He came onto our children and onto our grandchildren, we're missing the heart of Christmas. Some 700 years Before Jesus was born, the prophet Isaiah foretold his coming with these words. He said, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders, thank goodness, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of what? Peace. In the Hebrew, the phrase, Sar Shalom, and I've put it just at the end of the scripture there. That phrase, Sar Shalom, is translated Prince of Peace. Most of us are familiar with the Jewish greeting and farewell, Shalom. And we know that it means peace. But the word Shalom is so much more than a casual greeting. It rises from a Hebrew word that literally means to be complete, 
to be whole. And from that root word, we get the word shalom, which means literally to be paid in full. The resolution of a debt. And so Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, that is one of the deepest and most descriptive names in the Old Testament, revealing the purpose and the identity of Jesus. Sar Shalom, the complete one, the whole one, the one who resolves our debt in full. The one who reconciles us to God. The Apostle Paul put it this way to the Romans. He said, since we have been justified through faith, we have what? Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. The Prince of Peace whispers His peace, His wholeness, His fullness into our lives. And that puts the pieces of our lives back together. It's so easy to feel scattered and pulled apart, especially this time of the year. Can anybody relate to that? There's a lot going on. There are fewer days between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Is anybody feeling sort of the heat and the pressure of that? I mean, it's a reality. And so it's easy to feel like we're a bit scattered. And if you're there this morning, I want to encourage you to let the Prince of Peace put you back together. Take this opportunity to recharge, to refuel this morning, to allow Sar Shalom the Prince of Peace, just to gather you and put your pieces back together. He can do that regardless of what's happening around you because His peace is not circumstantial. It's not based on what's going on in our lives and around us. You know, I had a fantastic service uh, last Sunday. So many of you shared um, about what your hope for this Christmas uh, was. And, you know, we launched out of here into the season, if you will. Kim and I were at dinner um, Sunday night with friends. Um, Again, just kind of, you know, December the 1st, uh, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, celebrating you know, all that God is, all that uh, God has given us. And then we leave the restaurant that night, go out to the car, and uh, taped to the driver's side window of Kim's car is a little note that was torn off of some kind of piece of paper that said, sorry I hit your car. But they left their number and said, give us a call, and, and hopefully we can, uh, we can get this thing resolved. So, you know, thank goodness that, that the peace we have in Christ is not based on our circumstances, because in this world, Jesus said, you'll have what? Trouble. I mean, there's going to be stuff coming at you constantly, whether it's this time of the year or throughout the rest of the year. And I'm thankful that uh, His peace 
remains regardless of what happens in the coming days. Um, we're working with uh, this particular individual to to get the car fixed. And so yesterday, you know, I'm, I'm down getting estimates and all, all that fun stuff. But uh, again, thankfully, his peace is not circumstantial. The peace of Jesus does not fade with frustration. Amen. It doesn't come and go in chaotic circumstances. It's a peace that resides deeply within those who place their trust in him. On the eve of Jesus' arrest, with the cross looming, Jesus shows us what that peace looks like under pressure, regardless of what the circumstances were around him. If you'll remember, he, he washed the disciples' feet that night. He served them. He fed them a final meal. And he told them what was coming. He told them what he must suffer in the hours ahead. He says, all this I have spoken while still with you. He said, but the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things, and he will remind you of everything that I have said to you. And then Jesus said this, Peace I leave with you. My peace that he has just demonstrated in these actions. My peace I give you. He says, I don't give to you as the world gives. Up and down and moved by the winds of circumstance. He says, don't let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. Fear not. His peace resides in you. Peace is not the absence of cell phones. It's not the absence of conflict. It's not the absence of chaos. Peace is the presence of God. Amen? The peace of Jesus is not a feeling that fades. And we often mistake it for that, or at least I do. You know, man, I'm not feeling it today. I'm just not at peace. It's not a feeling that fades. It is an abiding presence within us. Two totally different things. It doesn't change within us. It remains constant because it is Him in the form of the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit living and residing within us, the Prince of Peace, Sar Shalom, with us. Always. The hope of glory, Paul calls it. In other words, his peace is positional. It's positional. We have His peace because we, as followers of Christ, are in Him. And for no other reason. It's nothing that we've done. It's nothing that we can do. We can't manufacture it. We can't draw it into our lives. Our peace in Christ is positional because we are in Him. We are His righteousness. 
before the Father. That's what His death on the cross did for us. It forgave us of our sins. And then His resurrection makes us alive again and puts all of our pieces together and makes us whole and makes us full before the Father. Jesus said, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. There is no true peace anywhere else. True peace, God's peace, is found in Christ and in Christ alone. It is positional. Jesus said, in this world you're going to have trouble and people are going to hit your car. Stuff's going to happen. The toys are going to break on Christmas morning. You're not going to have batteries in the house Christmas Eve. Stuff's going to happen. But Jesus said, take heart. I've overcome all that. I've overcome the world. So much so that I have reconciled you from the greatest breach of all humanity. I have brought you back to your Creator. Your sin is forgiven because I have taken it upon Myself. And you can now stand fully in My righteousness. And the God of glory sees you as He sees Me in My righteousness, Jesus said. That's what He means when He says, I've overcome the world. Because we are forgiven. Because we have been reconciled to God. Because we are new creations in Christ. True peace. God's peace is possible. We are shalom. We are complete. Even in our scatteredness. We are whole. Our debt is fully paid. The Prince of Peace has ushered us into the royal family and we are adopted as God's children. That peace is not just positional, it's practical. We can experience it here. It's not just a lofty, ethereal kind of thing that we talk about behind pulpits. The peace of Christ is a practical peace, but only when we allow it to reign and rule in our hearts. Paul challenged the Colossians with these words. He said, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Since as members of one body you were called to peace and be what? Thankful. And coming out of last week, gratitude is connected in an integral part. And, 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 and you can't separate it from the peace of Christ. Gratitude fuels the peace of Christ in your life. Maturity in Christ is the process of allowing your positional peace to manifest practically in your life. My challenge to each of us today, 17 days before Christmas, is again to pause 
And let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. You say, Phil, what, is that, what does that even look like? I want to leave you this morning with nine symptoms or indications of His peace in your life. First symptom of His peace is this. It's an unmistakable ability to enjoy the moment. (laughs) How many of you have trouble kind of living in the moment? Just me? I feel like such a weirdo a lot of times in here when I do the hand-raising thing. You know, it's so easy to be preoccupied with what's just happened or what's coming and not to enjoy and live in the moment. I know I have a challenge uh, in my life with that so often. But it's a, it's a symptom. It's an indication of God's peace in our lives when we're able to enjoy and live in the moment and for the moment and to celebrate the moment. Second symptom of His peace A loss of interest in being critical of other people. A loss of interest in it. Constant criticism is a sure sign of an unsettled heart. Number three, a loss of interest in being critical of yourself. And let yourself off the hook this Christmas. There's no such thing as perfection this side of heaven. Number four, a loss of interest in interpreting the actions of others. In other words, you know, you know thinking, well, what they mean by that? I wonder why they did that. Speculating on the motives of other people, it'll drive you crazy. God's peace allows us just to let that go. Just to let it go. Number five, the dissipation of worry. It's a sign of God's peace in our lives, of His practical peace. Taking it one day at a time, as Jesus tells us, because today has enough what? Trouble of its own. Yeah. Number six, a frequent overwhelming sense of appreciation. You ever get that? Where there's just a wave of gratitude that flows over you and it just comes in in, in a least expected time. And it's just like, man, God, thank you. And I know for me, it's often in the simplest of things. And seldom in the huge things, but where God will get my attention and just just overwhelm me with this wave of gratitude just over our family, just over what He has enabled us to, to do, over this church, over the things that He does through this church. And it just washes over me. It's a symptom of His peace. An authentic smile. A smile is an ornament of peace. It goes a long way. 
And then letting things happen instead of making things happen. Does that resonate with anybody? Man, it does with me. I mean, Kim will tell you, I like to make things happen. That's sort of, you know, what do you do? I make things happen. (laughs) Who do you think you are? But honestly, I mean, that's the way I operate a lot of times. And instead of just relaxing and letting things happen, it's so easy to manufacture and manipulate things because we think they should go a certain way, especially this time of the year. His peace allows us to just let things happen. Not make them happen. And then finally, an increased capacity to give and receive love. His peace does that. And His peace is practical. And we know when His peace is ruling our hearts, when we begin to see these things in our lives. Peace is a fruit of the Spirit. That means it hangs on the tree. You can see it. Is peace evident in your life this season? And that's what His peace looks like. Not just in you positionally, but on you practically. Luke chapter 2. Verse 12, And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, what? Peace. Peace. To men on whom His favor rests. If you have placed your faith in Jesus Christ, And received Him as your Lord and Savior. His favor rests on you. Peace. Let's pray. Father, we thank You that, uh, Lord, the settledness, the peace that You provide in our lives is not dependent on babies crying. It's not dependent on the challenges we face. It's not dependent on the pace of our lives. It's not dependent on whether things go well or don't go well, Lord. Ultimately, we have been brought to You. And peace has been made with You through Your Son, Jesus Christ. And we acknowledge that this morning. We celebrate that peace this Christmas and we pray, Father, that we might wear it, that it might rule in our hearts and, Lord, that you might be glorified and honored, not just in all that we do, Lord, but in all that we are, in all that we think, in all that we hold dear in our hearts and we'll give you the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen.